Episode commencing in 3, 2, 1. Episode initiated. Welcome back to another science fiction filled weekly episodic adventure of Cosmic Crit in our 300th episode extravaganza. This is your GM Patrick here piloting the good starship Crit through space and time and joining me in attacking aliens and riding the whip through the drift are my five friends and your space adventuring heroic players to my far left. He's done in it his way and he's going to do it again. It's Jabbert jabbering away as Jam from. That done been me. Across the digital table from me, he's got a laser pistol and a space blimp, and he knows how to use one of them. It's Miles making believe as redacted. Good evening. To my right, the brave captain stand in flash gordoning all over the place while it's Tyler talking as Pradier. Hello there. To my immediate left, he's the worst Starfleet member, but the best Starfinder critter we have. It's Drew dying to play Zillix Bell. Huzzah! And across from him, your genetically modified killing machine in a box. It's none other than Rebecca rolling with Asher and Sky. Hello. Hey, hey everyone. It's a, it's a third episode of extravaganza. That's what's this. Welcome, yeah. welcome to this week's episode of We did it. We're syndicated for a third time. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> Got that yeah, old money now. your checks for that? Um, uh... Uh, I called the bank. They said, yeah, yeah, sure, 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 sir. Please call again next week. <laughs> <laughs> but, Mom, I'm a famous podcaster. Why I am the rich? clown Pagliacci. <laughs> <laughs> you should listen to Cosmic Crit. is a great podcast. It'll make you feel so much better. <laughs> oh, no, it won't. <laughs> no, it won't. Guys, we, we've officially, we have more episodes than the Doctor Who revival and the original Star Trek show and Battlestar Galactica combined. Yes, uh, suck on that hurt. Yeah, I didn't do the math on that, but I'm pretty sure that's right. <laughs> the proof that quality and quantity don't go together. <laughs> How dare you, Tyler? We're both we're quality quantity. We're the best. I like um, to think we're the entire package as well, Patrick. Yeah, I didn't check the math on that, but uh, yeah, episode 100 was way back in the middle of season two. Episode 200 was the kickoff to season four, if you recall, a couple of years ago. And yeah, I'm, I'm happy that this year we got another kind of mid-season episode. And it also kind of corresponded pretty well with Viridian Colony's one year anniversary. So and it's also been almost a full year that we've been playing this season i think it's actually only been 10 months or so but we, we've been like playing, <laughs> we've been planning season five Com- cosmic crit for a, I, at least i have for a long time so i've been <laughs> with it for over a year so it's almost like we're playing this season in real time which i i kind of find <laughs> funny compared to what season one taking place over the course of a couple months season uh, two like felt like a week <laughs> what has been right. our lo- what has been our longest season is it one still no episode wise yeah yeah uh was it three three or four actually four was pretty long i think they're both I, like i don't know pity. what happened in, what happened in season four <laughs> you guys had a lot of high level fights and they were very uh, season long. one characters came back time. and i nothing nothing happened <laughs> no, I, I think, I think it was like there was a motorcycle yeah 
<laughs> I think I feel like season one just took forever because I say took forever like it's a bad thing. It seems like it took a long time just because we were still learning things and, you know, yeah. now we're experts it's, it's, in the game. So it just seems to go much you're, faster. Yeah. I still ask, what level do we get ability boosts? <laughs> Uh, don't feel yeah. bad miles every time i have to write a new character sheet i, I have to relearn all of the rules again yeah. we all have those th- like i feel like each one of us has our own unique little oh i just never remember this rule or thing you know whether it be ability boosts, mm-hmm. how attacks of opportunity work how saves work i mean we've <laughs> We're all we're all somewhere in there. Well, now that we play, I, at least I play so much Pathfinder Second Edition a lot more than I thought I was going to when we started this podcast a couple of years ago. I dig, I get rules confused all the time, and every once in a while we get like a First Edition Pathfinder rule thrown in there. That Jabber and I were at a my dining room table yesterday and someone brought up a rule that was definitely i think a first edition ism <laughs> in our <laughs> second edition game and yeah so the, the whole and, and spoiler warning I, I think i've talked to you, you guys of course and, and some fans about developing my own ttrpg rules <laughs> so i'm like <laughs> i'm messing up even those bringing them <laughs> into this game so i'm confusing like four different games Patrick. Worth While we're on the topic, can you please uh, let me know how grappling works in your game? Because <laughs> I better start studying that now if I'm ever to get it right one day deep into the future. <laughs> Pretty much the same. I'm so sorry to say it. Oh, no, no yeah, I'm never going to get it right now. Uh, it's a little hard. But yeah. Are you guys ready to get into episode 300? 300 of Cosmic yeah. Crits. No last time ons. We're just starting... This week's episode in full-on montage mode as this is the day after your fight in Fish Fair with Mayor Pavo Sotillo. You guys are back in Viridian, back at the Founders Day Festival that is now in full swing as the bombs I, have I imagine been we're disarmed. just eating just like big bowls of sugar. Founders Day tradition. <laughs> we eat enormous <laughs> bowls of sugar. Getting all sugared yep. up. We're dad just, just walking uh, around with like a pile of funnel cakes on one plate. <laughs> right. You put, you, you put funnel cakes on top of people's sugar. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> I top you off, sir, with some funnel cake. Fantastic. Like the pepper mill. <laughs> you just, yeah, yeah. More. You just I'll, I'll say when. <laughs> I know what I'm about, son. Those poor people at Olive Garden just dispensing sugar and just (laughs) never stopping. Just never stop. No, we're we're watching the festival as Pradier maybe makes a speech to kick off the festivities. You guys in the background on the stage that was about to be blown up the day before. And yeah, you see in the audience a recovering thistle, maybe with her arm in a sling. After her near-death experience, she's standing by Ezra and Shire, who's like cheering you on silently, like, yay, pretty dear. <laughs> the, the festival gets kicked off, and indeed, there are many a sweet treats uh, made of the, the triacle-like syrup from the, the local trees, candied fruits, sweet buns, all kinds of stuff. But uh, yeah, throughout the day, there are just more and more folks from other planetary colonies that come in to help celebrate and bring in you know small carts and businesses to to make like a, a giant marketplace you see the giant 
bare win from from Nightwood with some Xena Warden con- conservationists kind of flanking them, walking through and maybe enjoying the nature walks around the settlement. You get a visit from Zanelia's corporate scientists and their state sponsor and, and spokesperson, Gil Crew, the Riforian who you met last year. And yeah, hundreds of folks from all over the the different colonies. Graymore, Triumph, Little Axiom. So they're they're traveling, you know, the better part of a day to to get here and um celebrate. Palstov aren't here. Yeah, there's 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 there's, there's some. They're they're dirty, dirty you know. <laughs> yeah, they're they're the the Shelbyville of your colony. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what they're doing down oh, there. I don't even want to but yeah, where where do we find your characters in in this kind of festival? You know, you are indeed celebrating. It's been one year to the day that the Burnished Dawn set down on this planet. You know, surprisingly, New Galerion, and I think you fought some mole beetles in day one. <laughs> I think that was the first thing that happened. Yeah, because yeah, that because that weird critter was on the ship. It wasn't on the. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what 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 do you guys what do you guys do in the 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 festival? We've already had one with the, the harvest festival, but this this is a little different celebration. It's you know this is celebrating what what you've been able to accomplish. Great question. You know what sort uh, what, what sort of of booths? They're they're like they're like a, a fairground with like little uh, mm-hmm. games of chance and things like that. I think yeah, there's got to be. I, I mean, I think there's. You know, gambling's not illegal. There's, there's definitely you know, like different casino style games. Yeah, there's like dogs that's, playing that's basketball. That's all Praetors do. Yeah, it's great. I, was, I think Zilix is over there too. Or Praetors probably running one of them. I think he's probably running running one of those stalls. That maybe maybe it's like win your taxes back against the prime executive, and it's <laughs> and it's oh. to see if folks can beat me at games of games of chance specifically and I, w- I was imagining i was imagining you being like a like a like a dunking booth you know oh i could also yeah Prater would also i think be fine enough to do that but he he does he he does use to improve demoralize against anybody who yeah, right. tries to dunk him so you know they, it's not easy pretty dear running games of chance in a dunking booth would be so much more fun if he was if he could still see the future <laughs> oh that oh yeah that's just straight up people would just be yeah. like why bother why bother we're not even gonna go to that booth that's a, that's a it's only people from outside the colony where it's like why are none of the locals lined up at right here's booth <laughs> yeah, they right. know better they know I, I i i feel like redacted would still be just like walking around consuming as much fair food as redacted could because well, you know you, you had your own booth set up in, in the harvest festival did you not want to hand out candies and confections this year no I, no redacted wants to eat candies and confections mm. <laughs> before you were you were doing a service to the colony and now you're you're cashing it in yeah it took redacted took some some local youth as a volunteer to work the booth so redacted <laughs> could enjoy the the festival i have rules for skimmer tables that are that are from a, a Starfinder AP. If you actually do want to play cards, Tyler, I, I just realized that I oh, you're have them in my notes. Yeah. I don't know if you actually know this mm-hmm. because I probably have never. I don't know if I've ever brought it up, but 
Praetor's background or his theme is actually gambler. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I feel like I have to play to my theme here in the fact that Praetor. Yeah. How, how many credits do you want to do you want to bet? 3000. <laughs> do you have that many credits? <laughs> That's all my credits pretty much. I, yeah. I, I don't think people can cover that much action. I think uh, maybe you, a thousand. You put a limit on me? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't. There's just how many people can you steal money from within this is a four hour period of of playing cards i'll do 500 credits 500 credits okay make me one bluff check okay coming your way okay make me one i was a 15 on the dice for a 26 intimidate check only some people play in hands oh second oh no that's tied for best oh my oh you've rolled well make me one sense motive check try to read people at these tables one of these can't be good, right? You rolled well on all three of wow, them. Wow, heck yeah. Wow. I rolled a 15, a 17, and a 14. Those are my three best skills. So I do feel at least, I feel great about that. That's awesome. Yes. So after spending the entire majority of the, the early part of the festival here, you make, wait, how much did you put down? 500. You make 250 credits. Just stealing from people, basically. That's funny. It would have been hilarious if you'd rolled anything below like a 14. (laughs) Good rolls here. Just, yeah. There's a, there's a a staff that I want to buy. So, (laughs) oh, well, hopefully those credits will, I still need, I, I still need 700 more credits to buy it, but we're getting closer. Right, right. While you're you're playing these cards, Praetor, you, you find yourself it, it difficult to get away from Thistle, who maybe comes over and, you know, besides being very thankful to all of you for her rescue after her capture by Pavo Satillo is, you know, extremely seemingly smitten with, with Praetor and we'll we'll try not to cool you too much on the skimmer tables but we'll we'll bring you some some cider and, and cocoa as the the day moves on at this will do have you ever played these these games of chance before is this something you are familiar with no not really i'm i i believe it or not i'm not very good at lying <laughs> mm. well sometimes it's not so much about doing the lying but it's about just perceiving the other and and being a, a spy, you are very perceptive. So uh, maybe at some point he pulls away from the the tables and if just teaches her some some things or something or does some one v one private lesson from the master. Private lessons. There we oh go. My. That sounds better. Is that what the kids are calling it these days? You old hound dog, you. <laughs> Dad uh, a few years younger than me, so he's what the kids are calling um, yeah <laughs> i'm glad that i set the <laughs> i set the precedent for what the kids are doing these days uh, yeah later on in the the afternoon as you guys maybe reconvene after some games and, and fair food ezra and shire brings you guys lunch after you know everything has gone underway during maybe at a, a, a kind of a secluded table overlooking the fairgrounds up on on the hill and, and says well, well guys you all managed to do it. You've you've got one full year under your belt here. We we've managed to to survive, I guess. You know, get outside of this scrape with well, what you said was you know fish fair, and I guess the stag bears was was pretty bad. And but oh, yeah, you guys have done a great job. Thank you. No, it, it has been helpful to have 
someone like your yourself behind us, keeping us even keeled and on task? Yeah, no, it, it's almost like I'm also uh, worthy of uh, getting my own eel jacket. It, it's like I'm, you know, an equal member of the team as you guys are. Just throwing I it think, out there. Yeah, I think if our, I think we have the eel jackets, but if there's a, if, if we can perhaps make like a fan version of the eel jackets, I don't actually say this. That would be too mean. <laughs> you used all, all the eel material yeah. on, on your own jackets. There's but no, no more eel. I agree. Replicas. Next- we want replica jackets to sell to our wonderful fans. <laughs> could, oh, man, could you imagine? <laughs> you guys already mentioned doing that. I think it's funny. As yeah, Ezra and can... pleather? Can we make pleather? Yes. <laughs> eel pleather. Ezra continues on and says, yeah, well, I mean... You, we, we've done very well in this last year. I want to congratulate you all. And uh, I mean, it seems like you probably solved all these problems with the, the sabotages, right? If this was all the doing of Namal Tana and was he working for, you said Aspis course? Uh, I mean, Aspis if, if, Consortium, I think. Is the yeah. Thing. Well, if you took him on down and I mean, we should be in the clear, right? Mm. I mean, perhaps for a short time, but considering our neighbors and everybody else, I'm sure it won't be too long before we run against some sort of subterfuge again well that's a little sad i was really hoping we were on the other side of things here but well i mean it's just one year under our belts after this festival is over and we wrap everything up here i mean we got to set our agenda for the following year you know look to expand i i already talked to karis Dorn over comms this morning and well he's really apologetic about fish fairs you know, manipulation by Pavo, and he's he's already cleared to, to help me with some data recovery. And yeah, do you think you guys can trust those colonists down there enough? Maybe I was actually bring them into about, the fold. I was actually thinking about bringing Dorn up here and sending you down to Fish Fair to operate things there. Oh God, and what did I? Dorn, do? Dorn will just take over your responsibilities here at. This guy uh, seemed Viridian. really good. I understand, sir. <laughs> He seemed I'm, very helpful. I don't know, but I'll I'll pack my things and go. No, uh, t- teasing aside, yes, I I think I I the, my read off of Mister Dawn was that he was mostly concerned with, you know, the citizens of Fish Fair. I don't think he really had too much of a stomach for what his employer was participating in. I thought you were going to say he was primarily concerned with making drinks because that was my experience. <laughs> to be fair to him, though. Jamfram was yelling at him to make drinks in the middle of our of our combat, so... <laughs> and, and they were just the boost to morale that we needed. Karen's juice me now. I need hydration. We need him for both hydration and, uh, and, fighting, and finding hidden doors, something that we are, as a group, <laughs> completely incapable of, apparently. <laughs> They're hidden. What were we supposed to do? Uh, I don't know. I'm just happy that doors. I'm just happy that Asher and Sky's fists were able to be adequate replacements to subtle lockpicking. <laughs> yeah, as you guys are are enjoying your food here, there's a a blast of of static over comms, followed by the the rushed voice of Kel's Deirdrick, who says, uh, "We're we're getting multiple readings on radar for starships descending from orbit, unannounced." It's, a, it's over a dozen ships. We got incoming down there. They're here to celebrate. What are you guys doing? I make I make drinks. I make drinks. Dorn, get on the drink maker. 
Prater looks at... Uh, He's a few hours away. No, Prater I call him on comms. I'm like, Dorn, get over here. We're going to need drinks. Stat. Build a teleporter. Invent a teleporter and then get here. <laughs> this guy has so many so many things on his to-do list. Oh, oh yeah. I, the jam from keeps coming up with new ones, too. It's just like he's he's buried at this point. And I feel like he would take all of them quite seriously. Oh, like, yeah. I feel oh, point. Jam from gets just a, a letter from Dorn that says... Did my best on teleporter. Do not have adequate knowledge. And then he and then the, and then there's like a ten year plan for him to like go back to school, <laughs> uh, get the education that he needs in order to invent the teleporter. There's no time, man. There's no time. Bring me an oolong. <laughs> oh, fantastic! Wow, sounds pretty good, actually. A little oolong tea, a little bubble tea. But, uh, perhaps, perhaps Prater looks at Ezran and says, "Well, I think my guess was off about the future. Looks like we're going to get all that bad luck." Now, I'll get all the colonists armed and ready. Oh, boy. I was hoping to have just like one one week without something crazy happening here. So will we. All right. Well, <laughs> I guess I guess this is the invasion book. <laughs> <laughs> but book three of Horizons of the Vast. A bunch of starships invade. <laughs> yeah. I'm half expecting you to be. Like, yeah, this, you well, walk- this book is book three is called Gimme Debt, isn't it? So, <laughs> mm, <give me> debt. <laughs> book three. You guys get thrown in prison for 18 years. <laughs> it's the prison book. <laughs> 30 Aslanti warships are just going to bombard yeah. the colony and you have to start over completely. Aww. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, this fleet can only be either Aslanti or Swarm, right? Those are the only two things. I do love Swarm. Let's just let's redo season three. <laughs> Patrick's just rewriting things. Uh, no, you guys can can watch as about a dozen or so ships enter atmosphere to the far south, closer to the equator. And yeah, you just see for about 10 minutes, some small streaks of red and yellow afterburners tearing through the, the cloud coverage. But as, as time ticks on and maybe folks do begin to worry a bit. You eventually are able to, on long-range scans, pick out designs of these crafts and see that they are packed world vessels, very many of them similar to the Burnished Dawn ship that brought you here. And yeah, eventually you do get clearance calls for landing. All these vessels want to land right in and around Viridian. They want to land near us? Yeah, they, they send their, so their beacons. These are indeed... <laughs> Ships bound from Absalom Station that are coming in. Well, tar nation. I mean, no, they, no, they, nothing's they, changed. Grab, grab your guns and <laughs> set up ambush points Patrick. along along the landing. I'm gonna shoot whatever steps out of there. It's like it's like a child holding a flat unless door. unless unless Ramy himself comes out of that first ship. Someone's getting blasted. Yeah, they they you're gonna have to put them outside the Willowanth fields and stables. Because the, there's not enough starship parking in, in the main town center for Viridian. But yeah, most of the festival goers have kind of gathered to greet these ships. And as the doors to the craft hiss open out of the locked hole, you see all at once dozens of folks disembarking. But they don't look like ordinary colonists. Indeed, the first thing that walks down the gantry is a mascotted you know, a, a costumed mascot of some sorts. It looks like they're dressed in a large set of golden plate armor 
made out of foam rubber. And their head is cartoonishly large paper mache and foam contraption that indeed looks like a giant golden helmet. It speaks it. with a, a, bo- <laughs> a booming voice. Uh, it, it's audio boosted perhaps by the ship's speakers. And this character says, It is I, Abadar, mightiest of the ancient gods. I've traveled far from my home to reclaim this lost planet in the name of the vault and my followers investments opportunities he's got like a rubber scepter he like waves around and says forever more let this land be known as absalom land huzzah indeed hundreds of entertainers musicians staff and purple and green polos influencers all manner of folks from absalom Begin moving gear and platforms off of the stations. There's construction robots and even more mascots. There's a very colorful Desna character and a very monotone Phrasma that arrive as well. And indeed, behind them, <laughs> you don't have to shoot. Coming down behind all these folks are one Knack Feldspar and one Rami Quindar. I, I was going to say, some real people better start coming off this boat. <laughs> uh, yeah, or we both start shooting. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm I'm really sorry to say, I said, if anyone but Rami, so we're shooting Knack, I guess. Knack, you're going down. So I'm so sorry now. Uh, just, you uh, can try. But, uh, <laughs> but I've yeah, seen no, we're not We're not hitting Knack's AC. There's no way. <laughs> right, because we got level five versus level, what, what are we in, 20? 20. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that, you can do it. That fight will be very 20. short. I was hard to hit at level 20, so... Uh, no, it doesn't seem like you're wearing armor right now, so it's actually it's barely an inconvenience. <laughs> Super easy. <laughs> you're not wearing armor because these don't look like they're normal forms. Maybe Nax a little wider and, and Raimi's a, a little shorter. It's really just their faces plaster on what looks like SRO frames. Their, their likenesses projected as holograms around these... Uh metal synthetic heads. Oh, I hate everything right. about that. Oh, I All love right. this. I love I start that. shooting. I start shooting. <laughs> Amy says, hey, we are sorry we couldn't be there in person to greet you all. But this journey is still way too long. <laughs> We're not devoting like a month for a guest appearance. But we have some exciting news we wanted to share. Nevertheless, we've signed a deal with Galerion Land for the corporation to open up a new theme park here called Absalom Land on that island that no one decided to settle on in the middle of the inner sea. What better place for a new interactive and fun historical experience, right, Knack? The Knack robot moves forward and is like, yeah, and while it's like the exact same voice, by the way, and while (laughs) that will take a while to set up, we wanted to Bring the company and the fun to you to help you all celebrate completing one year in the Project Horizon Colony. So we've got games and prizes and fun things in store. And again, sorry we couldn't be there in person, but, well, we sent some friends along to help out with the party. Stepping down. I I call call nonsense because I know that Raimi has the ability to teleport anywhere within, (laughs) like, he can think of. Within a solar system. Yeah, th- that's how I like. I actually like it more because that's how, in like, just non inconvenient he wanted inconvenience he wants to be. It's just like I couldn't even be bothered to teleport to to whatever's over there right now. I wouldn't now. even Fair spend enough. a fifth level spell. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Fair. 
Fortunately, you guys are still very far away from from Absalom. Absalom's not far away from you. You guys could go back there in like a week, but the Starstone has has started working up again. But it's still it's it's almost like as long as a drift travel trip can take. It seems to to take that long to get to this system. So indeed, both Nack and Raimi did not want to waste like two months just just to visit here. But walking down the starship behind you is a a figure looking rather relaxed, a backpack slung over a single shoulder and over the other shoulder. A small mode of light as we see none other than Alindra Vallis has shown up to make a party appearance. And she's like, it's good to be back here. I I need to re- reestablish my research since I, I last left. There's still so much we don't know about this world. What happened to it? Why did it suddenly return? That's my character's arc for the rest of the season. I'm Alindra Vallis. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a good impression of Rebecca? Is this so, so Alindra's I, podcast or something? Yeah, I'm confused. Right. <laughs> Alindra yeah. would have a podcast. Hi guys, this is Alindra Vallis. She would be She's got like podcast. NPR voice, right? Like, I, yeah. I feel like more so you would have a, a a PBS series. So maybe in in addition to your moat following you, there's like a small camera over your shoulder and you're like, and here I am back on New Galarion. We're going to figure out what this planet's all about. And you're going to come with me. Yeah. Or, and is if I don't like off? the answers... Supernova. Yeah, sure. Robob's there too. <laughs> oh no! Oh, Robob's no. my PBS. Back to, uh, back, back to firing on these people. <laughs> All right. <laughs> just the hot fuzz gif. Just, ah, shame. Shame. Patrick brought back a, a robot. Imagine how annoyed Alindra had to be during the long trip to get out here, dealing with the Raimi and Neck just to, robots. Oh, SRO robots. Yeah, and Alindra has no engineering, so she probably couldn't figure out how to turn them off either. (laughs) Uh, In addition to that, next up down the ramp, it's a large lizard man dressed in the robes of a Saren Ray priest, none other than Edros Varanis. Hello, everyone. So wait, is the entire crew except Nack and Raimi here? (laughs) Well, you don't have to wait and see, Mile. (laughs) You guys are too, you made your characters too important. I'm so sorry. (laughs) We did. Business bros. Yeah, these other guys are gonna go out and have fun and go on adventures. Yeah, but we don't. We don't have anything to do at all. It's <laughs> yeah. great. Uh, no, are in corporate meetings all day. Boring so. people. And Adros comes down and says, "It was long overdue to start retirement, and this planet here has a number of fields and meadows. I want to work the land a bit and find some some place for me and my friends to call home." Maybe make up a homestead, raise some animals, take it slow for a bit. Yarg. Worship the sun, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all got a sun, right? <laughs> that's, that's pretty much my character arc this season. That's what I want to do. It, it, it's an overcast day. No, there's no sun here. I must. <laughs> I, we came to the wrong planet. Talk it sounds like Idros is going to be BFS with Win. <laughs> They're on the same planet. It's happened. <laughs> they could be best friends right now. Sure. Last but not least, of course, the, the ramp shakes under the weight of many footfalls as not one android, but an entire host of them descends upon Nucalarion's surface. Maybe there's some rhythmic chanting, some some humming going along with them, as most of them seem to be wearing very dark cloaks embroidered with large numbers over their 
their android hearts in the midst of them, looking very different from the rest there. Veins glowing and rippling from from up under his cloak up into his his neck and face, their eyes alight with a dull metallic sheen. We see Andis 148 and surrounding you, the majority of the founding 19. There's 17 other androids here with you. That's a whole buku of them. There goes the neighborhood. Yeah. Andres, was it really necessary for you to bring your fan club with us I, this entire we, way? We we all we, where we go one we go all. Am I allowed I mean, to say that anymore? Technically, they're yeah, like brothers and sisters. They're siblings, and one of them will will turn to you and be like, "Finally, the the prophecy will be fulfilled here. Uh, this this is the world on which you were first born from our crèche. It is where Triune says that we must return to complete our ritual." We might just have to set up a temple here because, well, the weather is really nice. It, it doesn't seem like it gets too hot in the summer, not too cold in the winter. Yes, and I, I don't like think it. I'll throw a temple tantrum. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> the the daddest joke. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's like it's been two seasons since we heard one of those. There, There's a flurry of activity as you guys can, can meet these living legends that have saved the universe multiple times here and and show them around Viridian Colony. It reminds you of your your first week, your initial landing a year ago as some of these ships bulkheads are broken down and, and set up into like a, a small avenues and, and buildings and you see some more ships taking off south to to go colonize other lands but a lot of folks begin to set up uh yeah like a little mini theme park here and some shopping centers there's a huge food pavilion some rides a an open kind of dais area where where folks are gathering and all the mascots are hanging out but yeah this this area seems dedicated to kind of a bolterized history of galerion and the ancient gods uh, I did not make up Galarian land, by the way. I was <laughs> when we started recording. It's in the the Ports of Call book of Starfinder. Oh, really? <laughs> That's fantastic. It's a theme park dedicated to ancient Galarian. To, to what they imagine ancient Galarian might have been like. Yeah, yeah complete I'm with like... whalers on the moon and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's a bar Tafon mascot. <laughs> yeah, I feel like at some point. Adros would like lumber over to Asher and Sky and like kind of stare for a minute or two and then turn around to like a Linda and be like, Does her does her jacket look familiar? <laughs> I think I, I swear I, I've seen this before. And one just like that. Did we not have these? I like your jacket though. Thank you. I think Asher and Sky are probably a little bit starstruck. I mean, these are famous Warrior, I don't know, Starfinders, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah, very famous Starfinders. Especially Adras. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Adras was an icon, right? I mean, like, literally, he's more famous. It was he, for a long he time. Was, that up? <laughs> yeah, he, yeah he, he hung that up. He changed his career. <laughs> really. Oh, okay. Oh, so he's no longer famous. We all collectively forgot about Adras because yeah. Yeah. he was no longer an icon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, people yeah. stop being famous all the time, I guess it's like JTT. Yeah, JTT yeah. isn't famous anymore. Aww. Yeah. Who? Okay. I think you're thinking of Devin Sawa. <laughs> no, he's he's in the Chucky TV series. Good too. 
very good. We love. I, I would. I would. I would probably compare like maybe a Dross to being more famous than like a JTT. Like I would think it might be like the Prince. Prince turning himself into the artist. Like well, that you know, move. He also, along with the the others of the uh, the the crew, helped save the universe twice and once, like only a year and a half ago. So. Right. But now, yeah, but then he reti- got all, retirements. You know, then he got then he there. got all Jesusy about it, and so. <laughs> <laughs> have you heard about Saren Rear? Yeah. You become a level 20 divine champion and suddenly there's all these clerical responsibilities and <laughs> they keep they keep telling me I need to pay for my my meals <laughs> something I, I can't even I can't read the contracts they send over I forward them to Knack and he tells me that I shouldn't be signing these things and then you sign them anyway <laughs> Well, well, I keep forgetting to send them to him first. I sign them, and then I send them to him, and then he he tells me I'm always doing these backwards. <laughs> and now he's like months away from communication, so I feel like the best thing for me to do is build a house in the middle of the woods. <laughs> Mr. Knack in, invested in some Apple company, and now we don't got to worry about money nose mowers. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Forrest Gump. Yeah, we know. Okay, good. Because no one, no one showed any reaction to me quoting a very imagine that we should have own famous line from from Forrest Gump. Um, I mean, it was no temple tantrum. Let's let's be honest. <laughs> nothing will be. It's just as funny the second time. To burn. It's, it's almost like we should have ended the episode there. It's like, oh, we're well, on top of that. <laughs> yeah. So as as this flurry of activity happens here in the setting up of. You know, this Founders Day festival was just going to be like a day, but now it's going to be a full on like month of, of of activities here in Viridian. And yeah, coming up to you is a somewhat familiar face for some. Perhaps you saw in the, the setting up of the colony. You see Isafina Knotts, who's now a new liaison for the financial backing from Abadar Corps and the the initial colony settling with corporation she came comes up to the five of you shakes hands and and says why hello hello thank you all for all the work you've done this year i am isafina knots i'm i'm now working as both an intermediary for tyrell hoardings and abadar Corps, as well as a broker between many of the colonies here for for land rights in the region for absalom world we we have indeed entered a a contract with colonies nearby for the the space of the Isle of Cortos, but you all are invited to to build there as well if you would like to select some tracts of land. Absalom land has also, you know, really been made possible by a lot of the footwork that you and some of the other colonies have put into this planet in this last year. So as a thank you, the company has a number of gifts they would like to deliver to you all, most of which are donated by some of our corporate backers. But if you follow me, we've got what well, the one of the first rewards of many, something that Mr. Quindar and, and Feldspar thought you might be interested in. Uh, she leads you back into town where apparently a building has just popped up <laughs> near the town center that did not exist like an hour before. It is a full on hospital, looks like a, a giant medical building. There's some robots still kind of putting it together on the outside but on the inside it is brand spanking new sterling white sterile it, it if this was a section of one of the ships that just touched down it probably was not used in the entire 
month and a half long voyage it took to get from Absalom Station. Isafina says, uh, we want to thank you all for, well, the sacrifices that you made. We understand that we almost lost a couple of you to permanent radiation death. And, well, they donated uh, everything inside this clinic, including a mnemonic resonator that is charged up and free for all of you to use. And in addition to that, Tyrell Holdings is gifting everyone here your choice of personal upgrades from synaptic accelerators, symbiotes, ability crystals. And yeah, the process is almost entirely automated. We've got a number of technicians that can help you out with this transition. And this procedure can be done overnight while you guys rest up in the labs. As a thank you get, for I can get my done. body back. <laughs> oh, no, that's whoa, whoa, sorry. That is not something. <laughs> That they are able to do. <laughs> you're, you're stuck with that one. <laughs> Cries uh, and undead. They can do some light cosmetic work, uh, but in the future, we're going to have to schedule that. But okay. yeah, they're ready. They're ready with a, a, a new technology, new procedure where you guys can yeah work on your, your brains overnight. But also, as soon as you wake up, you'll have increased reflexes or you'll feel a little smarter. They're great. They're mm-hmm. they're wonderful. The, the, the technology that they have. Like I'm I said, so these wise kind of things. suddenly. <laughs> I feel I'm so, I'm plus so two these, wise. <laughs> I'm so glad that these these things have been invented and will be available for all of us for always. Oh, they're not. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Oh. <laughs> Just for now. Yeah. Which which stat would you all in real life? want to plus two buff if you can oh, just like charisma. plug charisma. plug something charisma 100 percent you were one Jabert. of the most charismatic Jabert. people i've ever met that is no yeah, min max is baby so min max op <laughs> min max 18 to a 20 you jerk that's true like Jabert, Jabert doesn't want to just be like ahead of the curve he wants to like just completely obliterate the curve <laughs> i i know i i respect that I'd, I'd I do mean, constitution because I don't want my tummy to hurt as much. <laughs> that's, that's, that is a better one. I don't want that rumbly tumbly as, as much. Uh, I'm, I'm going to sound like a bro, but strength. <laughs> you boy. Just going to be strength. <laughs> I think I do int because I often feel really stupid and I don't like feeling stupid. So well, You know what? Int. I would choose int if I could immediately pick another language. <laughs> if yeah. that was a part exactly. of the game. Yeah. That's a good that's that's a good choice. <laughs> I would I would probably also choose int. I chose the language of biceps. <laughs> Bice, uh, yeah, but tries, quads, delts. The first day of the festival is winding down. Are you guys okay? I only speak two languages, rise and grind. <laughs> There's that natural twenty charisma right there. Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> Gosh. Are, are you guys willing to go through this procedure immediately? That, like I said, the first day of the tour festival yeah. is winding down here. There's a, a very helpful Kasathan technician that is, you know, you, you can leave and come back and, and do it just like overnight sleep. But they, they give you some sci-fi pajamas before you head off into uh, a small room that has five interconnected pods to climb in. And I think maybe Pradier can identify these these pods these these are new mnemonic editors that seem to use a kind of rel state technology very similar to what was found on the what well, where where you were found the the sleep pods on board the the ship the devastation arc yeah they, they you guys can get in your jammies strap in 
and slowly drift off to sleep as you see, you know, kind of gas fill up the pods. And there's a few medical technicians that come in and monitor your your transition to to rail sleep. And jam from you see one of these figures kind of, you know, come in and it kind of raises some alarm bells as you see them speaking in the, the doorway to a shadowy figure you can identify as a Riggs Armortis. Oh, Riggs. And as the doctor turns around, they you can confirm it is indeed a familiar face, the same Ripper Doc that you owe money. The doctor that saved your life loaned you out a black lung. We've never met before. <laughs> we we have never met before on the podcast, but <laughs> as they turn around, you do see a small black furred skittermander with a white mohawk and one of the most intimidating scowls, but yet also adorable faces. He's so of, okay. Of any Pat, underworld Pat, doctor. Patrick, he's I'm so scary, you. but he's so helpful. I'm going to pause wow. you right now. Using mm. this, the Cosmic Crit Starfinder Skittermander Generator. What is oh the Skittermander's name? <laughs> well, I, I actually have a name. I thought about using that, which is which is funny. But I hope you guys got the reference on his description. Yes. Oh, no, I missed it. Sorry. What was it? Explain <laughs> it to me. It is. Oh, is it Ty- yeah. Sorry, Tyler. I don't have a picture <laughs> of it, but I, I he's very much the the spike of the the Mogwai. Stripes is that his name? Spike was in Gremlins 2. Stripes was in Gremlins 1. Oh, oh, okay, I'm with you now. White mohawk, black fur, the most intimidating yet adorable Skittermander underworld doctor in all of Absalom. And you see as he turns around, indeed, his name tag reads, Dr. Feely Good Good. Dr. Feeling Good. He's the one they call Dr. Feeling Good. (laughs) Yeah. Wait, it's Dr. Feely Good Good, which means his we don't even know his first name, his last name. (laughs) No, his first first name is Feely. His first name is Feely. No, but no, no, you don't say doctor and then their first name and their last name. You say like (laughs) Well, I'm not saying it. I do. Every time I speak to my wife, I have to say Dr. (laughs) First name, wife's last name. Otherwise, she gets very upset with me. It's it's so weird that you married someone uh, named wife's first name. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was a choice, but I think I think it worked out in the end. Her parents were eventually happy with their choice. (laughs) Our daughter is going to make someone very happy one day or it's going to be a bad name. (laughs) No. Yeah. Three three of these six hands kind of wave at you jam from as this chemical cocktail kicks in and knocks you out uh, I, 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 I like I my eyes get real wide for a second and I put a hand up on the glass before I <laughs> it makes that like <laughs> noise you know that <laughs> streaking noise <laughs> uh, Jim just pulled the Titanic on it no but the five of you all wake up together and you are in, <laughs> you are outside in the forest, the forest of Viridian, it's very easily identifiable to you now. That you've <laughs> We're all missing a kid for a year. <laughs> I just said that, Jeffrey. <laughs> I literally just said that. <laughs> just said it. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't hear it. I apologize. I, Drew, the script has you saying missing a kidney in the next 60 seconds. So make sure my character doesn't even that. have kidneys. <laughs> Can't challenge that. <laughs> Can't challenge it yet. How do you rank? 
Yo, what makes your pee pee, Drew? <laughs> Zilix, tell me, tell me true. Where does your pee pee come from? Oh man, I like to think you wake up in the forest and that's the first thing you ask. <laughs> Wait, once again, we have to call out Jabert's natural charisma because anybody else saying that would have been weird. <laughs> yeah, but you all seem to be waking up and there's kind of like a, a weird liminal fog that has settled over bits of the forest here and as you look up it it, it is overcast there's there's not a lot you can see up in the the sky i mean it's daytime it's it's bright out but indeed this does seem to be both a very familiar and kind of a unfamiliar section of the the forest of viridian that you guys find yourself in what would you like to do can prettier roll some kind of check to realize is this real state is this just part of the rel experience well you're really going to take over the uh, <laughs> all the roles in this <laughs> episode but yeah go right ahead and roll misses and check no one else has rolled a check except for you <laughs> you're gambling way <laughs> i had to, yeah i went gamba had a stunt on them <laughs> some people them I, I, we need more gambas <laughs> mysticism oh wow <laughs> Natural twenty, yeah. Natural twenty, right here. Just rocks all day. Can can we go into some kind of combat? Can we have a boss fight now? That would be (laughs) dope. Yeah, to get on to. Do you want me to do the the time traveling um, first world (laughs) boss fight from? Book two oh. of well, watch us enter a combat and then Tyler, your your role go right back to normal. Oh, they go south immediately. Well, (laughs) ironically, playing a character that doesn't roll attacks. So, I I said all that. And I'm worthless, so never mind. <laughs> no, natural 20 on the mysticism. I think Pradier, having spent a lot of time in real state suspension, realizes this is at least part of the the technology that was was pulled off the, the ship in you guys sharing kind of a, a a memory or some kind of, you know, magical, mystical landscape while perhaps you're being operated on or mm-hmm. these personal upgrades are being installed but this can also be perhaps part of the mnemonic editor they've, they've incorporated it into your your real state experience together so mm-hmm. indeed as, as you they're mixing up our brains and we're gonna wake back up and beat each other's bodies it's gonna be great oh that's my dream oh, man we've done that before such a great i want to do it again yeah i i would love I would love it if Rebecca had to play Pradier for the rest of the campaign. <laughs> <laughs> if you just switch and you're just jumping all over the place, oh, rolling out We, this is the best. We, <laughs> oh man, I love this game. It's so much fun. No, yeah, you, you seem to be in this this liminal void together. You guys are cognizant, and you eventually do begin to feel different directions of the forest, kind of calling to you, perhaps pulling you. In, in different what would normally be cardinal directions but you feel like the there are paths laid out before you do you guys want to forge together ahead ahead together with one another or do you do you want to split up and and take these on individually what, what do you want to do i think I, i'm Prater- inclined to think that we would be pulled in different directions right i mean it's it's not like it's reality right well you, no, you might he, you, you might think that but i feel like the, the the whatever consciousness we have, Silix is still going to want to go with other people. Whether mm. whether he gets pulled aside eventually or not, he doesn't want to 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 be by his lonesome quite yet. 
Oh, Let's... I was thinking this was more like being in a dream where it was like mm -hmm. you're not fully capable of controlling what happens, you know? Like you I, might I, intend I, to go with other people, but maybe get split off. I, I don't, I don't know, know about Asher, but Zilix is not in his underwear giving a presentation to the entire class. So do you want to be? Is that what you want to imagine? <laughs> <laughs> and now it's happening. Yeah, Jam from to the extent that I'm able to remember my 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 promises, I will stick by Pradier and keep him safe on his journey of self-actualization. I, I think Asher and Sky would split off from the group. Is that okay? Yeah. Cool. yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Prater turns to Jam from we should we should follow her and then sneak up and Try to scare her whenever she's in the middle of her. <laughs> we'll, we'll throw That's her so a surprise mean. birthday she'll never forget. Oh, well, that is a good and one. And when yes. she's asleep, we'll put happy. her hand in a bowl of warm water. <laughs> do you, do you guys, <laughs> Zilix, you are you are having the best ideas in this dream state. <laughs> do you guys want to wait for Asher and Sky? Or do you want to move on while while she goes in a different direction? While they go different directions, Asher and Sky. I think we're fine to move on. Okay. Well, who do you want to do first? We got we got mnemonic editing fun side quests for everybody, and it's really whatever order you guys want to do it. You want to do Asher and Sky first? Asher and Sky, you want to go first? Sure. They, they seem like they're running, so. Alphabetically is <laughs> first, indeed. I mean, um, to be fair, Asher and Sky are not alone because they have each other. That's true. They are, they are one. I, I feel indeed, like yeah. then a 1970s end credits theme would start, but I don't have one keyed up, so. Oh, actually, I I just keep hearing that that one song from Lion King Two, Simba's Pride. We are one. Actually, and if you, you don't if you don't know, you don't know it, know that song. If you don't know it, <laughs> okay. listeners, fellow podcasters, I, I, I I'll, I'll sing it. I'll sing it after no, the credits. Don't do that. I it is. We can't afford that. We can't afford that. <laughs> I, I wanted to. Uh, yeah, you could do Steamboat Willie, but only Steamboat Willie. <laughs> you could only whistle whistle the the Steamboat Willie tune. <laughs> Taylor, hilariously enough, I was I was listening to that movie uh, earlier today because Kristen. Oh really? It. Yeah, she's just she oh, loves. That's awesome. She loves Simba's Pride. I mean, uh, what's his name? Yeah, you know what's his name? Scar's kid. I can't remember his name. Yes, yeah, it starts with a K. Uh, K. It's like uh, Curie or something like that, right? What's the one? Okay. All right. But We're moving K on. It's Kira? Asher and Sky's Kira's time. Rebecca. <laughs> yep. As you split off from the group and begin walking through the forest, it begins to transition and you see large red rocks show up amongst the trees here in the fog. And eventually this gives way as the, the trees disappear and you find yourself walking on the surface of Akaton. In the distance, there's a, a crashed and you see in the middle of some nasty looking aliens, Trezarki fighting off some folks and you you find, indeed, your mother seems to be wielding a long tack lash, kind of keeping a number of beasts, creatures at bay and as you get closer, you see that these are swarm component trying to overpower her, but this, her, her very fluid movements, you know, kind of unlike some of your battle flower training. She seems to be more moving, juking, dodging, and then going in for like these really brutal, precise hits. Every time one of these alien critters seems like they're about to surge forward, you also see what looks like her tiger stripe, like Karakans, her, her symbiote kind of flashes a bit and they 
They seem to be stunned or perhaps mesmerized by what is happening here as she is able to. I mean, she's holding off like eight different swarm components and giving them what for as they move in, punishing every single time they they try to do so. And eventually you, you watch as one of them gets a very good hit in good bites, perhaps on her leg. And she falters for a bit before backflipping out of the group of them and continuing the fight. Uh, it seems for a moment you guys can lock eyes and sky seems to begin to, to radiate a light as this happens. Yeah. You're, you're, you're taken aback. It seems like this is some kind of, of psychic memory of, of your, your mother's fighting style. Um, something that you never really got a chance to see firsthand, but it is, it is very effective. You can, you can study this for a while before this begins to fade away and you find yourself back in the forest once more, but you, you, you did know at least of, of your mother that she, she fought the swarm, perhaps died at their hand in the previous swarm war, their swarm war. But how, how does Asher take I guess Asher and Sky take seeing this this fight happen. So Asher was a very small child when they got separated from and doesn't have a whole lot of actual memory, but I'm I'm sure that there's some subconscious in there somewhere that this is probably drawing upon. But you know, I, I think consciously anyway, they they really only remember the battle flowers. However, that is mm-hmm. not true for Sky. Sky is a part of this grander, you know, colony of the parasite and I think has, you know, retains that connection in some way, or at least has more of the memories uh, of what actually happened. So perhaps mm-hmm. this is coming in a large way from Sky. And I suspect that Asher is, would, would be relying on Sky and putting their trust in Sky in this moment and, and feeling that deeper connection through Sky, I guess. Um, yeah. I imagine it is kind of like watching a, a how-to video on this very different fighting style. <clears throat> and maybe this happens. Maybe this is something that Sky is, is helping you experience. But you're not sure if maybe this is just part of the mnemonic editor's kind of training protocol. And this is something that, that your brain is telling itself that it wants to to see or believe, you know. But regardless, I think we talked off air about changing up your character a good deal. So I figured this this, this maybe was the, the way that your your mother fighted. Yeah, fought, it fought you mean? <laughs> this is uh, her, her fighty way. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Asher very much, you know, still appreciates their time with the battle flowers and what the battle flowers mm-hmm. did for them. I mean, they wouldn't have survived without the battle, battle, battle flowers, of course. But also... You know, there's always a part of them that wants to be able to connect to where, you know, their origins. So I think that they would see this as so. Yeah, I am transitioning from being a vanguard to being an operative, but keeping the battle flower motif, I guess. So or archetype, I suppose, is the correct term. I like to call it Triziarca precision fighting oh that was that was your mother's style <laughs> <laughs> no that's good i mean i i very much want to stay in character it's just that mm-hmm. the class wasn't really working for me in the way that i wanted the character to 
you know, function, I guess. But I'm also seeing, I mean, after a year on this colony, I think that there's some, there are some gaps that need to be filled in <laughs> skill abilities. For that, I don't know uh, what you're talking about. It, you guys didn't fail to find, find a, or open a door in the last episode. So an hour or so, it felt like good times. So okay. yeah, very much still in the martial arts, you know, style and everything like that. But yeah, a little bit of a different build. So we'll see how it how it goes. I'm I'm sacrificing some things, but gaining some other things. So it'll it'll be interesting to see the trade off there. Who do we want to look at next? And the four of you, the rest of you, want to go together on this this next journey? Sure. Yeah. Let's Who, go. Who's let's, next? Let's go. You know that? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Are we going to redacted? As as you walk forward, the four, the rest of you, night seems to settle on the forest as the trees peel away and you feel like you're just in a limitless black void that stretches around you, just pitch black as you as you step forward here. The only thing you can hear that feels different is you eventually hear kind of metal clicks as your 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 boots hit the, the ground beneath you. And eventually in the distance, as you walk forward, you see three lights and illuminating three floating death behind them, each a gray alien floating about 15 feet in, in the air above these these hover desks and each of them bearing the insignia across a, a sash over their suits, marking them as kind of arbiters of technology. One of them psychically speaks out into all of your minds and says, yeah, your names redacted for security purposes. You have put forward a submission to the Advanced Technologies Directive for a theoretical energy source fragment. State your business here. What is it that you are looking to build? <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> it says it says on your form, <laughs> your paperwork. Sick cars. <laughs> it says space wagon. What is what is a space wagon? the finest vehicles ever created. And it's beyond our aesthetic knowledge. We don't understand why is a vehicle important to your mission. Where do you plan to take this craft? Everywhere. Um, your placement testing has proved you have a high acumen to enter into other fields of study. Demolitions, riflery, robotics. All those divisions have requested your assistance why would you take this energy source if we were to grant it to you for an experimental vehicle? Why not? Why not choose another path? As those paths are boring and short-sighted. Name redacted. It seems you have connections that this this council does not quite understand, because we were given special dispensation to allow. One, to take this energy source or a vehicle specifically to the new colonies that were founded. We just want you to know that if you do not utilize this technology to its, mask, its maximum extent, we can and will revoke it. If if we find that you are not meeting our goals, do, do we make ourselves clear? Uh, Redacted just kind of stares back in response. Excellent. The polite, the polite way to respond to a question. <laughs> Stony silence. <laughs> <laughs> you are correct. That is the gray, the gray culture. Uh, from it is the, the way. From the darkness, indeed. A small engine core that looks like a bread box, like a little black box. 
mm-hmm. filled with kind of like an orange lightning floating around what looks like an orb of some sort inside of it kind of moves forward and indeed this is this is what redacted needs to take on a major engineering project and as the the power source for the space wagon for the the air vehicle for whatever it form it takes in the the future i think we talked a little off air about changing it up and going another experimental route but you're you're all in on vehicles forever and ever right yeah yeah i you know i i made i made this bed when i made this character so well um, if you want to change it up in the future there are other options yeah there, there there's no, there is not a whole lot i really wanted to change for yeah. redacted i mean would like to get more money so i can buy better weapons but that's about it better vehicle like, you, you, yeah i mean that'll happen eventually as we keep playing but yeah it, it is funny that my editor's like do you want to change anything about your your past and feats and things like that and redacted's like no i'm pretty perfect yeah i mean <laughs> but that but that that is that is redacted you know so <laughs> never that, second guessing Right. So, I mean, Redact is looking at this, you know, this series of events and, and we're also seeing every other else, else's series of events, right? Well, the, these three, well, I guess, Rebecca, did you want to join back up with the, the group to continue on? Because they, they can wait for you. Sure. Yeah. Everyone else can can kind of see this as well then. Yeah. So I, I think Redact would have been slightly confused to like relive this memory. So, so in 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 Tyler's spirit, I think Redacted would start saying, "This will all make sense when I'm older, from Frozen 2. <laughs> Who do we want to go to next? I'll go next. Jam from Jam from will go. Jam. The the forest leaves again as the it gives way to darkened corridors of Absalom Station. You guys enter into a a small dingy clinic in the dimly lit operating table where maybe we see from Jamfram's point of view in this as they're looking up into the the large operating lights as maybe figures float over you and you're in like an ether of 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 chemical haze we see a Lashunta medical assistant a contemplative anesthesiologist and finally indeed that that same skitterman for ripper doc who's got like a different sawing or scalpel in like each of their six hands. He comes up to you and Dr. Feely Goodgood says, Surgery is a major one, but you're not going to have your lungs for a little bit. So you're going to be oxygenated by my colleague here. And um, Dr. Big Brain here is going to send you off to La La Land for a while. I just want you to, well, I want you to think of a happy place in your mind palace. You know what that is? Damn from Jamfram is back, back, feeling back in this place and is unable to speak and just sort of like gurgles out a, oh, oh. yeah. Don't think about all the monies that you owe people or the fact that you don't have a job or that you don't really have any friends here. I want you to imagine, imagine you have a starship and you've got all the money in the world and you can go anything and you do anything and you, what do you want to do with that? Where would you go? What would you do? Just think about that, okay, yeah. buddy? And Jan, Jan from uh, envisions a world with with trees and with grass and with rivers. And there's a there's a, a moment. There's sort of you know the, in the way that you have a dream when you have sort of like the thing that's happening in the dream, but your but your mind sort of like understands something new. 
through mm-hmm. the dream. And suddenly Jamfram understands that the reason that he's at this colony is not to is 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 not merely to earn some money to pay back a, a paltry debt. I mean, a big debt, but, you know, but a, an unimportant debt in the grand scheme of things. But indeed, to to preserve this place and to create something new, something better, a place where people are not carved up and and chewed up by the machinery of money. Don't say capitalism. You support capitalism. <laughs> money, moneyism, moneyism. That's the one. Literally, Abadar, the, the Abadar mascot, <laughs> comes into your dream and is like, what are you talking about? Money's great. <laughs> we love money. Thank you for shopping at Absolute Thank you, Abadar. No, as, as you're thinking about this, and maybe your brain had just blocked out like exactly where you went to as you were also under anesthesia uh, <laughs> many, many months ago for this surgery. But you, you, you imagine kind of a place like Galerion, uh, story place with with trees and lots of rivers and places where you can swim but indeed here in this place right now you guys are all blinded for a moment as you see what looks like standing right before you all uh, a shiny knight kind of decked out in polished silver armor polished to an intense shine to where it's reflecting just about every single thing in the nearby area uh, and illuminating it to a greater extent she carries with her a long sword we kind of cared for and etched with runes and she approaches you all kind of falls to a knee and in a very honorific way presents the blade up to you and you can examine it jam from is a knight's sword that was you know smelted hammered encrusted with magic over many years by many hands with one purpose and one purpose only to destroy evil to protect the innocents something that you've you've imagined that you've would be able to wield for for some time as you as you reach out to grasp it this this begins to fade away and the the forest around you all turns dark marshy dense as we watch it transform into a swampy jungle the smell here turns to one of death and we see what looks like an extangy woman stepping through the the blackened, blightened forest in a environmental space suit. Their environmental protections up. The leaves here are all molded over with fungi. The same disease has ravaged most of the planet. The blighted bark here is exacerbated in this area because it falls under the shadow of the giant floating city-state of Felm, that of House Fell. Uh, we see sickly puddles of black sludge gather that kind of gives off noxious gases behind her you all stand moving forward where once a young zillix stood holding on to his mother's coattails not not quite while you were a hatchling not while you're an adolescent somewhere in between she's brought you here to the surface to meet someone in a small grotto near dead palms um overhead you see this figure as you walk forward hidden amongst the Mimsy Bora Groves. It's a very ancient looking extangy man. His eyes milk white with kind of sclera overgrown with fungal splotches, almost like a, a petri dish with like little blooms 
his scales are almost all chalky whites, maybe in places where they've tried to shed and haven't come off perfectly or others where he's just lost color pigmentation control. And yeah, uh, the places that are not bone white, his scales are reflective and crimson and sapphire kind of even in the shade here. The, the telltale sign of gleam scale. Your mother calls out Zelix and says, I, I have brought the boy to you. Please, please tell me what is wrong with him. What, What is this disease? As she kind of sets you to walk out before her, you can step forward and see this old mystic extangi named Asarian and he calls out and says, Oh, what, what's the matter, boy? Uh, don't you ever... Have you never seen a dusk dweller before? I'm frightened, sir. <laughs> what's that? <laughs> I'm frightened, sir. More porridge? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> mm, you don't need to be frightened. You have your fancy spacesuit to keep you from breathing all this in. But as long as I've been down here, I don't need it anymore. Tell me, boy, what does it feel like when your scales begin to shine? I... I'm not sure. Hmm. Does it feel good? Is it something that you feel like you have control over? <laughs> and what of it that you see? What have you seen in your visions? What do they tell you? Your mother kind of like interjects. She's like, I'm sorry, vi visions? What, what are you talking about? Eventually, the blighted bark takes over everything. Flora, Fauna, Extangi alike. And those with power in the ancient ways, those with gleam scales can hold back the disease. But eventually, the visions come. Visions of a darkness we cannot escape. <clears throat> he draws his fingers through the air in a giant circle and drags a line down through its top. You can train the boy to control his scales. Your scientists, no doubt, will try to heal him, but there's nothing wrong with him. Nothing time won't solve, because eventually, if the scales don't take him down from the disease, it'll find a way into his mind. <laughs> when that day comes, boy, you're always welcome to come back here. Come back to live with me in the swamp. <laughs> I say, Drew, to you. You can you can still hear that dark guttural laugh to this day. Your mother, at that point, had grabbed your hand and is very briskly walking back to the shuttle. <laughs> yeah, and as, as you guys walk back, what uh, what do you think so far? I mean, I guess all of you are, are seeing some of these these visions of one another. Is there anything you you're finding out about one another that is, I guess either news to you as a <laughs> player or your characters. No one got to see what happened to Asher and Sky, but I guess everyone else saw the other three. But Asher and Sky's was real, like creepy and dark and like introduced yeah. some real dark aspect of their personality. Like maybe, I don't know, gambling addiction. No, that's pretty dear. Well, no, uh, let's not get ahead of ourselves on who's seeing what. Uh, I must, I, I'm sure we all would have felt differently about our little upgrades if we had known that they came with our own personal insight into trauma. But right, is, right here, does that mean you don't want to do yours? You want to? I have nothing to share because I'm, I've am i died. So yep, good luck finding the memories of a dead man. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, we walk away from the, the jungle of Doadanga. Is that the name of the planet? Mm-hmm. And into what just looks like the, the regular forest that you guys have been walking in, the forests of New Galerion here. But as you continue walking, the forest, I guess, it becomes more real, more solid, and maybe more familiar. The, the fog kind of dissipates, and you all find yourself standing outside the the entrance once more to the Marizal Laboratory, the, the one that was flooded with the radiation, the one indeed where right here passed. You know, I don't think there's anything making us going go forward, and I think maybe we've all had enough of show and tell today. Radio, we have to go forward. We have to know oh. what's in there. <laughs> Do we? Come, Radier. I, I have know. followed you this far. Follow me. I Follow me into the into the deepness. In case you aren't aware, our radiation protections have not increased since the last time we went into the laboratory. Die once from radiation. Shame on me. Die twice from radiation. Shame on you. <laughs> Mine have. I have level five armor now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Freyerly stares at your armor. Well, isn't that grand for why you? you climb, why don't you climb inside with me? There's room for two. <laughs> you can get in here. You can squeeze it. You only get half the protection. Like body parts are like sticking out of the, <laughs> the armor. No, as you, as you look around, indeed, you see some other figures are here in the forest with you moving towards the entrance of the facility. And it looks different. It, In fact, it looks brand new. There's a, a bright, shining sign out front that was not here when you guys explored this place. It's not overgrown with, with weeds and, and and moss and things. The sign reads Geomantic Research Station Cursed Industries and we watch as Wait, why would you name your company that? That sounds brutal. That sounds like that sounds like you're just you're just like waiting for somebody to get poisoned and then you lose well, all your it, money in a in a lawsuit. Bert, in the original language, it wasn't that. Oh, I see. In the original language, it was happy best industries, mining, always safe, never cursed. <laughs> Once again, it's we talked about this. K-E-R-S-T, cursed. Mm, that, you keep saying that, but yeah. indeed, as you guys are, are moving forward, you're, you're walking briskly behind what looks like a, another elven man walking into the laboratories in a, a long white lab coat, filing down this long hallway into the facility that has that gentle slope down here. Indeed, uh, you watch as he puts in his code and enters into the building, and as he walks down the hall, you can follow behind and you see what looks like a mechanic wearing uh, some some heavy welding gear, working on a weld on a door frame, and they say, oh, hello, Dr. Kirst. They, they tip up their their welder's mask and you see the very live form of Marnie Felivar, the the undead woman you destroyed in the climactic final fights where Pradier lost his life looking looking both alive and young and very happy both hale and not dead Patrick instead of saying when Pradier lost his life can you say when Pradier began his unlife can we put positive how about about when he gave his life like it was. I've, I've done my best, Tyler, to not say where Pradier ate it. <laughs> but now Pradier I'm going to say it. Totally, wow. This is the place where Pradier ate it. <laughs> Jeez, just full disrespect. 
Full disrespect. <laughs> Technically also where Marnie Felibar ate it. Uh, this figure kind of waves back this elven figure and says, Morning, Marnie. Oh, we all set for tomorrow's experiment. It is a voice that sign, sounds kind of familiar, though maybe there's like a little bit of a Marizaw heavy accent. Marnie kind of like shakes her head and is like, ah, yep, the readings are on the site are all good. Obelisk should be a pretty easy <laughs> experiment to start with. They set up the uh, day's readings in your lab. So, yeah, just let me know if you need anything else around. Uh, the, the figure thanks thanks her and, and says, oh, have you seen a Rexa around? No, no, Dr. Kellen Thiel. Uh, have, haven't seen them. They, they might be out enjoying this nice weather. They dispense with the pleasantries as you watch as this figure goes towards the, the office that you entered into marked Dr. Cursed, Dr. Kellen Thiel Cursed. And as they step forward and, and turn around, you see someone that looks very much like our, our good friend Pradier here. Alive, uh, an elf alive that looks very much like Pradier, but very different at the same time. He goes inside his office and closes the door, and the scene begins to fade away. Ooh, yeah, yeah I got, I got, I got little memories for everybody. Tyler, you, you just because you're, you don't have all your memories, it doesn't mean you get to miss out on them. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Well, if everyone's happy with our little trips through memory lane, maybe we can find our way out of this or whatever. Radio, that looked like you were there. What? What's going on? What, is that, what does that mean? You know, I think you guys don't even need to roll since Moda for this. I'll just give it to you. Radio's about to lie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. He, 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 yeah. He, oh, oh, you don't say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you don't say. You don't say. Yeah. I... For you're breaking my heart, Tyler. You're breaking my heart. This is, to be honest, this technology, you know, stolen from the Civ Empire is not, not, not to be trusted. So, I think it's very possible that everything we've seen is, you know, maybe, maybe not doesn't have as much of the truth in it as we would like it to have. So, I would not put too much, you know, thought into it. I think it is simply, you know, dreams don't make sense, right? Why would this? Whatever you say, friend. We don't have to talk about it if you don't want to or anything, but... But don't we? We know that there's someone in our midst that is that is working against the good of the colony. We have been unable to discover. Mm-hmm. I, want, mm. I want to be Tyler so bad, you guess. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> I mean, not Jam from Jam from doesn't. Oh, I want to be Tyler so bad. Yeah, yeah. No, you, <laughs> you, you guys took down Namel Tana, but Namel Tana was not in that secret meeting with with Nack and and Raimi. It was just the five of you and Ezra and Shire. But I'm I'm already telling you, it's not Ezra and Shire. <laughs> They're cool. Ezra and uh, cool. shoot him. You know, I uh, I think. That I, I I don't see the the what was the the healthiness in, in in discussing these possibly not fully accurate visions. So, but you know, if people want to indulge theories as to where our origins lie, I guess I can't you know stop that. Imagination's a great thing. I mean, uh, everyone else had something at least you can demonstrably probably prove was real in, in some way, shape, or form. And those of you that remember some of these memories can confirm them. But indeed, at the very least, 
I, I guess, spoiler warning, Pradier, I don't think, does remember this having ever happened. Hmm. So it's know, hard it, to remember something that happened to you when it wasn't you that it happened to, if that makes any sense. Well, I mean, this well, was like a hundred years ago, right? Like, isn't that mm-hmm. the story that we heard? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah the but Marizov but that, facility. That's not, that's not like a crazy time. long time for elves, right? Like, that's, that's true. That is, that is also true. That's like how like old? A, that's is like ten Prater years ago. To be. <laughs> but Prater know, also let's had. Cut him, let's cut them open and count the rings. Uh, <laughs> oh, let's. <laughs> Prater also Remember. had like weird cognition things that affected his ability to figure out past from present from future. So Zilix makes a great point that I would like to emphasize. I was also found on the Devastation Arc, which means I'm already my history is pretty much accounted for. The Civ did whatever they did to me. I couldn't have been here because I was obviously with the Civ, since that is who I was captured by. I'm so sorry to, to bust that bubble, Tyler, but this devastation arc did come through this system. That is how the Moon Giants. No one knows knew that. about this place. <laughs> no, I think that's no like one knows kind that. Of common knowledge, whether they came to this planet or not, that's like a little more open-ended like okay well then don't just state it like it was fact the moon giants that were on the devastation arc did have a map of this system at the very least like they uh, were the ones that told absalom about um the planet that is how we got from season four to season five <laughs> that is that's the story i'm sticking with these characters don't know that though necessarily know if it's like super common knowledge but it it, there was an explosion of information and technologies after the devastation arc was was taken out so i think at the very least there's there's a rumor that this was like part of the path that the devastation arc kind of cut through the universe and that that can probably be backed up with some of the other peoples that they they took over along that path yeah i don't don't, it's probably not super common knowledge i I guess you're right rebecca unless you know a moon giant from the ship (laughs) you're like oh yeah i was drinking buddies with old (laughs) celestine (laughs) can i roll a culture check (laughs) yeah yeah don't you dare don't you dare do this to me (laughs) yeah so you guys can wake up from the shared experience the following day here in this chamber in your sci-fi pajamas maybe Having gone through this experience together and waking up grafted, some enhanced augmentations, and yeah, with some new skills or abilities, company really hooked you up as far as min-maxing or changing up your characters in addition to having leveled up to level five. The rest of the Founders Day Festival continues to rage on as the first day saw like over... 500 visitors come to Viridian that doubled to a thousand by the day's end. And the next few days, he's even more thousands as folks from all different colonies on the planet come to visit. And eventually the company begins to ship out down south, start building an Absalom world. And about a, a week or so later, things begin to quiet down back in Viridian. You guys can get back to good old regular colony management doling out those resource points and building roads i guess i don't know what else you do <laughs> um you kids with your music you guys have survived 
the most wild parts of this planet, what, what this planet has had to throw at you from mountain eels to crazy radiation zombies and stag bears and have all lived to tell the tale. But episode 300 does not end on New Galerion, but we're racing all the way back to the darkened city of city streets, office buildings of Absalom Station to a shell corporation inside a, a very large sky rise that reads to carry them industries inside. There's a very large laboratory, multi floor laboratory operation set up and we see a landscape of sterile looking engineers and, and chemists in white suits working on a large project together and an office looking down on this lab. A couple of figures, one of them a rotund human man and the other an old Asharan scientist with a big old metallic Akata guard at his side. There's a knock at the door and an assistant comes in and says, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry to have to give you this word back from, from New Galarian, but, well, it seems that Pavo said Tillo is, is dead. The, the fish fair gambit has failed, Mr. Loachworts. Do you want me to send a reply message back to our contacts? And indeed, as he turns around, you see Xantos Loachworts with a a bunch of metallic Dr. Octopus apparatus on his back, kind of adjusting. Open fire. Spells. Open fire. None of you are there. This is for the audience. <laughs> no. <laughs> and he says, Someone's there. I'll do so it myself. I can control them. Santos <laughs> <laughs> uh, says, oh, oh, we we have bigger fish to fry on that planet. Our enemies are moving against us, and I think it's time we had a little bit more of a hands-on approach. Hmm. It's time to pack our bags, Nakithi. We've got a energy source to track down. And when we do, we're going to be to be continued. <laughs> Go. Oh, bum, bum, bum. Nakithi's working with low Schwartz. I told you guys. You, yes. you should have brought it up, Miles. Xantos, Lochwort, never going to die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, never. Oh, I, I, I think oh, Miles I has a that. different plan. Different plans. <laughs> My this character that has never met him before is just gonna have an instinctual urge to like run him over. <laughs> Universal <laughs> truths are a thing. Oh gosh, it, it seems like Redacted would be the 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 third member of that boy band. <laughs> Miles <laughs> Redacted Xantos. Yeah, that's that's all I got for 300. I'm so sorry we didn't have musical elements listening. Eh, maybe episode 400. <laughs> yeah, yeah, put that on the books. What, what are you guys doing in 2026? <laughs> <laughs> I know we're in 2024 right now, but 2026 sounds so far out. Yeah, yeah. No, every year after, like I said, I grew up playing Cyberpunk 2020. I was like, wow, the far off future of the year 2020. <laughs> now everything past that, I'm like, this is not real. This is not real. Where are the flying cars? Our our son's graduation year is 2030. And that's like simultaneously so far out, but not that far away. No, not at all. Not far um, enough away. <laughs> that's going to do it. Believe it or not, guys, we still have four books of this campaign to play. We're, we're almost 40 episodes in. We still have four books to play. And these first two have been honestly very tame and mild, like content wise. The, the, each of the next ones kind of ramps up. It's like, oh, you've got to fight 
stag bears and like a mean mayor. <laughs> What's the boss of this book? <laughs> no, it's going to get much, much more goofy as we continue on. I'm into it. <laughs> so that's going to do it for episode 300. Everyone, thank you for playing with me. Thank you. Thank you, Patrick. Thank, thank you, Patrick. Patrick. Listeners, and thank you for the gifts. I know you said they were from the company, but really they're from you. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. I mean, it's so funny because we've been, you know, trying our best to like move this season forward so you guys can do like earned income profession checks and things like that and it's like that's ah, still not enough money <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we need to like have like a time jump of like five years we need to battle star galactica this <laughs> but gonna do it for this week's episode critter manders thank you for listening for 300 episodes now and we will catch you on the next 300 and at least next week <laughs> thanks for listening we'll catch you on the next cosmic crit Bargle, bargle. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Cosmic Crit, an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. The Starfinder role-playing game and adventure paths are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder and Starfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.